Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello, and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Caroline Conrad. And we are back, and... Well, I'm not back. I'm new. Well, yes, I'm back. (laughs) Caroline is new. Caroline, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? What do you do, Caroline? Oh my God, now I'm put on the spot. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a writer and director and producer. You're super, super impressive. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) I'm a really good parallel parker, I will say that. (laughs) And really good at burping too, which who knows, maybe some of you kind folks will get to experience. Oh yeah, your burps are legendary. They're very, very special. Thank you. And so, this week on the show, we are talking about The Baxter. The Baxter! Directed by Michael Showalter, who you might remember also directed previous episode, The Big Sick. I was going to pronounce his name Showalter, and... Yeah, nope. That's, I have, there I, we go. I mean, I have. That a, seems right. I mean, I don't know. No, I think what you said sounds better. So okay. let's go with that. Michael <laughs> Schwalter. Um, <laughs> oh, finally, I did some. And, it, and so we have a, a uh, writer. Or, is he the writer too? He's a, also the writer. The writer, director, star. Writer, director, star, Michael Schwalter. So always if, an interesting choice. If always this interesting is a choice. movie that you don't like, then, you know, you can only really blame it on one person, this guy. <laughs> Especially because you obviously can't blame it on Michelle Williams, who is perfect and has never done anything wrong in her whole life. Yeah. Uh, Some other films that he's directed, I feel like if you are into comedy, which if you listen to this podcast, I assume that you are, you would know that Michael Showalter has also directed The Eyes of Tammy Faye. (laughs) That is a jump. Can I see it? Maybe. Hello, my name is Doris, the, the Sally Fields movie. Also, he is uh, one of the directors of that new show about the scamming blonde woman, The Dropout. He's <laughs> Which scamming blonde woman? There are several airing right now. And also responsible <laughs> for the show that's on Apple TV Plus right now called The Shrink Next Door. Have not watched it. This is a big... This is a big comedy guy. You know, he is very tied in with David Wayne and Michael Ian Black, the Stella guys, the state guys. Like, he's he's been around for a while. And the Baxter seems to be his first attempt at making a movie. Like a like a fascinating. Se- what a yeah. journey he has been on. He's he's been on such a journey. Yeah. And he's I'm eventually we're gonna do the lovebirds, so we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna come back to him. Cause I didn't even know that he directed that too. He's really in the bag with Kumail. Um Damn. But the Baxter. The Baxter stars Michael Schwalter, Elizabeth Banks, Michelle Williams, Justin Thoreau, and some guys from the state and Stella, that entire those comedy dudes, and Paul Rudd. So basically, anybody that had anything to do with Wet Hot American Summer, <laughs> except Christopher Maloney, who is notably missing, much to my disappointment. <laughs> 
and we also got Peter Dinklage in here, Jack McBrayer. This is before Jack McBrayer was in that movie. This be- this is before Thirty Rock. Um, Wait, literally, who was he? He was in the bar scenes when he's with all of his friends. He's one of the guys in there. Like even I think I think Chris Gethard is in there too. I mean, it it says something about this maybe that I didn't notice that because I am a dedicated i mean well i don't know if i'd say that anymore <laughs> at some point in my life i was a dedicated 30 rock fan i mean i still am but let's I've we all s- tina Fey has her issues we all know i've still never watched that show and it's become one of those shows that people are constantly trying to get me to watch so eventually i will watch 30 rock and i will have opinions on that but until then an opinion on the baxter it is one of those romantic comedies that is about romantic comedies much like a a movie that comes a couple years later directed by his friend David Wayne called They Came Together. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They Came Together comes almost like a decade later. That's oh. crazy when you think about that. Was that the... Yeah, okay. That's the one with Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. It was like a... It came out, I feel like, around the same time as a bunch of other movies that it was like sort of slot in with slate mm, i don't know how to say that slid in with slotted I, in with I but mean, I, w- I wouldn't know what those movies are I, yeah maybe i made that up i, I remember know. seeing it come out and being like that sounds like a movie that objectively i should like and then i tried to watch it and emphasis on tried and did not complete it <laughs> um this entire time i keep thinking about that michael schwalter to me kept reminding me of this character this other guy, and I can't remember his name or what show he's in, and it's driving me crazy. You'll remember eventually. He has really big ears. He's tall and skinny. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, so Zach something? So the a Baxter, as it is described in the film, is the guy who gets left right before the woman finds the man of her dreams, is reunited with the man of her dreams. So usually like the guy that's standing at the altar like a dumbass... While a guy, while another guy barges in and gets his lady. And so this is, it's it's interesting because this is a romantic comedy about romantic comedy, similar to They Came Together, honestly, in a little bit. Like, I feel like David was cribbing from this a little bit because mm. everybody is not acting like a real person. So it's... <laughs> and also Paul Rudd is in both of them, so... Yeah, Paul Rudd is... And in- actually, it, well, again, I didn't watch they came together so i don't know that this actually holds up but in my mind it tracks that paul red's character spoiler alert who becomes the new baxter like therefore would carry on his life i guess eventually meeting amy poehler doing whatever they do in that movie (laughs) Hmm. i don't know i'd have to watch it again and see how that would play Uh, so we got this guy his name is elliot sherman he's one of those guys where he is very it's weird he's the kind of guy who i think like if you're like looking for a solid guy you know if you're just like if you're just standing in the middle of the road just like where is he and this guy comes and it's like he'll take you to a fancy restaurant he'll respect your boundaries but he has he has a fatal flaw and it's that he doesn't really and it, it's the twist of the movie and I actually think it's a really good twist because I was getting kind of bored at that point but the twist of the movie is is that like it's not just that he's the guy that gets left he gets left for a reason and it's because he doesn't take any chances he doesn't like if there's a moment to like create more intimacy he just 
dodges it. So it's kind of like mm. it's kind of like dating somebody who's just like a Ken doll down there, just like no genitalia. <laughs> He's a CPA and accountant, which they make lots of jokes about. And really, I feel like that's kind of the basis of the whole movie. It's like, he's boring. Yeah. He's an accountant. Of course he's boring, <laughs> which is like rude, first of all. I respect accountants. I respect <laughs> Wood. Um, I'm sort of an accountant. That's what a lot of production is. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, he. I just like, I realized that, when the movie like ended, I was like, wait, what? Because I had kind of zoned out to some degree because I kept waiting for his character to do something. And then I realized that's like after it. And I was like, oh, that's the whole thing is that he just like doesn't do anything. Like he's waiting for something to happen to him. He's already put himself into this position of like, life is passing me by. I'm just a nice guy. I mean, like if we're if we're being objective here, you know, he makes enough money. His his apartment in Brooklyn is not bad. Not bad at all. He's got an entire crew of friends who I guess are just like losers. Like I, yeah, cause I guess like in a lot of these movies, the guys like have, you know, a crew, but these guys are guys that are explicitly like, we are living vicariously through you. You must find love for us. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, what, what's up with these guys? Do they, I where do they live? Do they all live together? Do in a they have, home? are they just like one continuous? Have you, did you ever watch the kids next door? It kind of reminded me of Did the I? delightful children who lived down the lane, whereas like yes. they always showed up in like a clump yes. and you never saw them separately. <laughs> that's how the, that's how his friends are. So we've so also hard. got Elizabeth Banks here, who is the love interest, and Elizabeth Banks is playing the kind of like prototypical fiance, where it's like she wants things and she's <laughs> she's just like she's just like weird. Every like the tone in this is so fascinating because it's like you don't believe for a second that these two people have had sex you don't believe no never <laughs> not I, did they kiss at any point i don't think so if for a romantic comedy there's a shocking lack of kissing of any kind or like tension towards a kiss like michelle williams and michael schwalter get it a little bit, but really only at the grace of michelle williams beauty and grace like she's M michelle williams is really the only person who is able to instill pathos into this like fake, per, like fake persona. Like, yeah, like, there's a Truman Show quality to it where you're like, none of these are real people. It reminded me also of that TV show, Better Off Ted. I don't know if you ever watched oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally see what you mean. And like, <clears throat> Better Off Ted, in a way, sort of a like precursor to severance with a very different tone, but also kind of the same tone through a very different or maybe the same theme with a different tone but mm. the same just sort of like uncanny like you get it in like the good place too where you're just like this is not a real place everything here is functioning like robots kind of yeah yeah the only person in or like someone in a musical theater <laughs> yeah. group yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, you just, we have nothing against the musical theater community. Please don't get mad at us. <laughs> the only person in this movie who seems like they fuck is Justin Theroux. Oh, well, and I mean, come on. I mean, but ju because Justin Theroux always seems he's like he fucks. always no seems matter, like he's fucking. No matter where he is. And which. it's funny, I, Justin Theroux, I mean, uh, viewers, you'll come to know this, that I'm comically bad at names of actors and not conflating two people into one person such as for many years Warren Beatty and Warren Buffett I thought was one person <laughs> with one very long and interesting career the fact that <laughs> even the way that you 
pronounce baby is funny. I'm not laughing. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. You because I just yeah because I'm laughing too. So we can all laugh. (laughs) It's great. The first time I learned the word monotonous, I pronounced. Oh, see, I just said it wrong too, didn't I? Monot. Now I can't do it because I thought it when I was a kid it was monotonous. So, you know, just fun ideas. I was, uh, when I was a kid, I used to get really upset when people called things floaties instead of flotation devices because I would read the package. And like, I was just one of those people where it's like, I'm reading. If I read the package and it says flotation device, I assume that everybody should just fucking call it that. And I was just like walking around as a kid, just being like, what's a floaty? This is a flotation device. I bet they loved you on airplanes. Oh, yeah, no, I was. I was a very, very cool always kid. ready in the exit row. My <laughs> sister was obsessed with the like when reading the pamphlet about what you can and can't do on a plane when we were kids. She loved it, especially the part there used to be a part. I don't know if there is anymore that like specifically said like no high heels in case of emergency. And my sister thought that was really funny. Like the idea of a steward or someone stewardess like wearing high heels down the flotation device and popping it. And then everybody's fucked. Um, <laughs> she's a really normal and functional person. She's great. <laughs> Um, actually much more accomplished than me Elliot is engaged to Caroline played by Elizabeth Banks and he has this temp who is the well I guess this is a love square not a triangle he has a temp named it's it's really like an aunt it almost becomes like a double helix or something like it just keeps replicating it really does because we just keep on getting so he's engaged to Elizabeth so Michael Showalter is engaged to Elizabeth Banks Michelle Williams is dating Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau isn't with anyone, but he misses Elizabeth Banks. So, <laughs> and and we have Michael Ian Black here as the prototypical, like, married best friend. I thought at first that he was the gay best friend because there's one scene, perhaps his introductory scene, perhaps only just the first time I noticed him, where he's wearing, like, a little tank top that has kind of, like, a lace trim. And I was like, hmm, something interesting is happening here. But then... Nothing interesting was, really. I mean, that was interesting of, in and of itself, but it was didn't go anywhere. And I think <laughs> and I think David Wayne is the one that's playing the brother-in-law who kind of only really becomes a character near the end. But yeah, if you want to know what David Wayne looks like, that was him. And there's a bunch of other people. Peter Dinklage is like the wedding planner. So Elliot has always been a Baxter. He's worried. I figured it out. It's he, Zach Woods. That's who I thought Michael, Michael Schwalter looked like. That, Sorry, it was important for me to say that. that it took me a long time to that figure it out. is so funny. <laughs> I, that is so funny. My old roommate, Rosemary, used to say that my like conception of who looks like other people is just like patently wrong. It's, like... They never agreed with anything that I said. It's fascinating. I respect it. I fear it. I love it. All of those things. (laughs) Literally, like, when the movie opened, my first note that I wrote down was, literally, who is this man? I've never seen him before. That's, how? How have you never seen him before? Well, the thing is, I have, but I just didn't recognize (laughs) him. Because I hadn't seen him with that hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, the haircut is bad. Because now that you say all the things that he is in, I'm like, oh, yes, I've seen this man many times in my life. Much like the man who I refer to as Wool, by who I mean the guy who is returning to 30 Rock in an episode of 30 Rock, Vincent Garber. 
Garb. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Vincent Garber. I Vic- refer. Or is it Victor Garber? Ooh, could be Victor. I, I think it's Victor Garber. I think that might be right. Yeah. Yeah, Victor Garber, because he's in many things, but he's in my mind most notably in an episode of Thirty Rock where he plays like the president of wool and he's just like that's wool it, it's very hard to what? explain concisely it's very funny I but don't... because it's like really silly it's like making fun of the whole like this is cotton thing and like the wool people have to be really um are like really prudish and jenna maroney is being represented or becoming a representative for them but she's not wool because she has too much of a kinky sex life anyway i I digress. I need to watch this show so that I can understand anything that you're talking about. I think that that's probably true because it will be a lot of my reference points (laughs) if we're talking about comedy. Okay. So, so essentially. I totally threw us off. So, we were talking about. So, essentially, he. Okay. So, Elliot is the Baxter, and he, you know, we see flashbacks. (laughs) <laughs> where his grandmother called him that, which I think is really fucked up. But Baxter is the guy that gets left. For real, what does that say about their relationship? It just seems like everybody dumps on this guy. So he's worried that what's gonna what that that's what's gonna happen with him and Elizabeth Banks. And meanwhile, he's starting to have feelings for this this quirky temp played by Michelle Williams who wants to be a singer. And it's so funny because I know that she can sing, but the first time that she performs, it's so bad. And I was just like. You have to be a good singer to be able to sing badly the way that she does at first. Because at the end, she sings fine. The whole thing (laughs) with this movie that sort of set me off right at the beginning is that, like, okay, so we're introduced to him talking to Elizabeth Banks in the context of, like, I'm going to be the one getting jilted. But then it's like, well, let me back up a little bit. And then we see him introduced to Michelle Williams, and they bond over the fact that they're both reading the dictionary. Just for fun. Just for fun. And they're, I mean, I will say I enjoyed the cute little riff between the two of them when they just started saying different words. Although technically, if you were learning uh, synonyms, that would be the thesaurus. But, you know, I digress. I guess those are just all the words they had learned so far. <laughs> um, point being, they're clearly a bunch of nerds meant for each other. And then Elizabeth Banks walks in with her shiny blonde hair and red lipstick. And all of a sudden, he's like, bye, Michelle Williams. So do I really have any sympathy for this guy? No. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing about this guy is that, and I don't know if he realizes it, but he's just so obsessed with appearances. That's what I'm saying. He's a shallow motherfucker. He acts like he's like, much like many nice guys, quote unquote. He's like, I'm a nice guy. I do everything right. I care about things. But then it's like, also, you immediately lose interest in one, <coughs> I may say, beautiful woman as soon as a different beautiful woman who is like rich and seemingly kind of like shallow herself walks in you're like oh no this like this guy's he like kind of sucks yeah yeah in every way kind of he kind of does well because like when we look at the like the past of him as a back and of course michelle williams is the one that realizes what he's doing wrong what he's been doing wrong this whole time but like When he's with this prom date and she's on crutches and he doesn't ask her to dance and then someone else does, it's like, dude, just rock back and forth with her on the dance floor. Truly, truly. It's like some real birth of an incel shit. Like, <laughs> wow. I just, I just don't have time for it. Oh my God. Like, and, when he's, and when he's, and then the one from college when he's at Dartmouth, because of course he went to Dartmouth and then he went course. to, and then he went to Harvard Business. Um, Tells you everything you need to know. IMO. <laughs> he's outside. His girlfriend is cold. 
Oh, my God. Instead of just giving her his jacket, his, his coat, he's like, I'll just walk to the car. And <laughs> and it's not because he doesn't, like, want to give up his jacket because he's cold. He's just, like, insisting that it's too big for her, which, like, A, hello, it's a cute look. B, I, I don't have a, a B. It's a cute look. Like, also, who cares? Like I disagree. I almost feel like he doesn't want give to give up his see, jacket. Right. He, That's he, just what he's saying. Because, once again, he's a quote-unquote nice guy. So, he's trying to come up with some justification where he's, like, actually doing her a favor. But, like, really, it's just his own self-interest. Well, because it's just, like, because he's so into appearances, it's almost just, like, oh, it might look weird for her to wear my jacket. And it's, like, which also just shows he has no taste because that's like the oldest fucking look in the book like hello (laughs) a girl in a letterman jacket a girl in a leather jacket a girl in a big jacket it's a look it's a look it's a look no it's serious a girl in a long jacket (laughs) (laughs) sorry so i mean so much of this it's so hard to describe this movie because it's really more of like a social experiment than it is a movie because it's just like him in situations where he's supposed to learn something and then he doesn't. And then we're just like, what's going on? And meanwhile, Justin Thoreau is just slinging that dick. He's just so thirsty. He's just, he's thirsting so much. And we're thirsty for him. Uh, yeah, no, it's And it's he's weird. a sensitive boy. It's sort of like a precursor to his roles. First of all, on Parks and Rec, he's like a tourist in other people's lives kind of guy. Like, you know, he's like really cool and everyone wants to talk to him, but like you can't actually connect with him. Versus in this, he's like, you know, a real sensey boy. Kind of like, I, eh, well, I mean, obviously my main reference for him, I don't know why I said obviously, it's not obvious. Um, and it's a recent development is The Leftovers. If you haven't seen The Leftovers, I cannot recommended enough and no one ever agrees with me when i say this except i know that damien lindahoff would that the leftovers is a comedy the Uh, leftovers is really fucking funny it's really funny no but like especially like oh my god you remember the part in the end where the dick scanner yes the dick dick scanner dick scanner is so fucking it's so funny if you don't know what we're (laughs) talking about you need to watch the leftovers immediately i won't say anything else about it except what else do i need to say besides the dick scanner and like it's just like if you watched it before the pandemic i would suggest revisiting it because i didn't watch it before the pandemic so i can't say what that was like but watching it you know nowadays i was like damn this show really fucking gets it and also it's really funny and i feel like the humor would be perhaps harder to like pick up on or like obscured by the like damn this is fucked up of it all if you watched it before you were sharply awoken how fucked up the actual world is and how like withdrawn into denial and you know whatever people get like I'm not being very articulate but leftovers fucking bangs I think it's one of if not yeah one of the best shows of recent times of all times perhaps fucking incredible finale Justin Thoreau I mean, he's a cop, so a cab, but I love him. Yes, yes. He is he is one of the few cops that yeah, he's really that's a really great show and I just recently watched it for the first time. And I think about it all the time, especially because I'm going to Australia next next month and the whole third season is in Australia and it's very weird. It's so weird. There's a whole episode about an orgy where everybody's dressed like a lion. 
Need I say more? It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful show. <laughs> this movie. God bless us for that. <laughs> anyway, back to the Baxter. The Baxter. The you Baxter. Know, the thing about the Baxter is that, you know, it, he does learn his lesson in the end, you know, aside like the fact that it's like he doesn't take risks. He doesn't take risks. And once he takes risks, he realizes that he should be with Michelle Williams and there's the whole thing with the wedding. She just deserves better. But she, yeah, but she also deserves better than him. She's so... Michelle Williams, this movie, like, I mean, I already really, really liked her, but this movie really, really, like, sold me on her talents because the way that, like, she seems... Where have you been? Like, I I have... Listen, uh, let me point... Let me, let me, let me rephrase. I, it... (laughs) <laughs> it really sold me on her comedic talent. Fair. Okay. I see comedic this. Talent. I see this. And this is I'm a big Wendy and Lucy stan, so I like... Mean, I mean, no, 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 no. She's a great dramatic actress, but... But I hear you. This is a different kind of talent. But this movie wasn't that long after Dawson's Creek, and Oh my I, god, I forgot. I, I didn't watch Dawson's Creek, so I always forget that that's how peop- most people were introduced to her. Like, I feel like my introduction to her was Wendy and Lucy, and or... Certain, it was a Kelly Reichardt movie for sure. Uh, that's that's so interesting because I mean she's been she's been around for a while, but she like she I really really did not like her on Dawson's Creek. I really really didn't, and I think part of it was is that Dawson's Creek is kind of funny, and she didn't really like the humor didn't really work with her. But I think that this is actually kind of like a humor register that works for her, kind of like in the movie Dick. Uh-huh. Yes, I which so the other for me it's like I had a lot of blind spots through the '90s. Like I'm just now catching up on all of the movies from the '90s. Um, is it from the '90s? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right? She's the same age. Nine, yeah. It's from so 99. yeah, it was so it's so interesting too because like it's like she's funny in Dick, and then she does Dawson's Creek, and I'm just like, wait, but where? But what where, happened? What happened? And yeah, I just think it was just she's not a so good, good in Dick. Her. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Dick, you should watch it immediately. But she's so, like, this whole movie, she's the most compelling character. She's the person that she's I the want only to chemistry. Be okay. She, like, and the only chemistry that exists in this movie is emanating out of her and existing only because of her. And, like, yeah, she's, she's the only emotional anchor. Everyone else is just a weird, like you said, kind of like Ken because, doll of a person. Because even though she's playing this jokey character, there's still, like, there's, like, vulnerability in yes. her voice there's emotion she gets caught in the rain and she's all you know bedraggled and sweet she just wants paul rudd to come watch her sing and won't. and i'm just like paul rudd why, why not paul rudd what the not? fuck is wrong with what you what's wrong with you literally that was the second note that i wrote down in my notes just in all caps and also, she's only one inch taller than me, and I love a short queen. I realize that, like, <laughs> I, I, I stand people who are also short. That's which fair. Is also, why I love Florence Pugh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I just love her. She's just like a she's baby. So, talk about a talent. She's so cute, and she's so talented. She's so, her, like, pout in Little Women when she gets frustrated. Oh. I just. I her, die. Her pout uh, is so incredible. Her pout could launch a thousand ships, and um, I would sail all of them. We need to get Florence Pugh and Michelle Williams together. Yes, we need Some to get short, her back from Marvel. Short queens. Short, short queens. queens. What's interesting about this movie is that it does make some good points about, you know, like, 
is it that you're a nice guy and women just don't like nice guys or is it that you're not as nice as you think you are right but i kind of wish the movie dug a little bit more into that you know was a little bit more brutal kind of like kind of like a 500 days of summer thing Mm. which 500 days of summer could also be more brutal but we'll get to that whenever we cover it yeah i mean i feel like this movie it hit a lot of like kind of classic cliches like for example another note i have in all caps is why did so many movies in the 90s and tv shows have jokes about bears and period blood well this is 2005 i thought we said this one was in 99 dick was 90 dick was 99 i knew okay so this This, is 2005 all right well michael schwalter what's up we bears (laughs) and period jokes like come on i mean i this is a guy from this is this is an improv guy like oh well enough said all of the guys in this movie plus plus just elizabeth, kidding some people are great plus Impress elizabeth great. banks are kind are of. from improv the only person elizabeth banks is from improv yes the only person who does not have an improv background is michelle williams and, God maybe, bless her. and she's also the most believable one also, well yeah that i'm like justin that Thoreau. michelle tracks. williams and justin Thoreau. right and he i would say actually there is he also emanates there's some chemistry between him and elizabeth banks I would have yeah. loved to see him and Michelle Williams had a moment together. Yeah, yeah. Well, because then like, I feel like we would have just been like kiss, 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 well, kiss, it's, kiss. It's so they deserve each other. Elizabeth Banks sucks. Let's be real. Not Elizabeth Banks the person. Elizabeth Banks the character whose oh, name. Yeah, no. Oh, I hadn't gone to. Her name's Caroline. She's so which she's so sexless, and it's like yes. this is a guy that wants to fuck, and I just don't believe that she fucks in this movie. She does not fuck. She's very prude and like. Oh my god! When she gets when she gets uh, mad about like the menu when they're doing it, where it's like, because like there's there's a part where Elliot's distracted about like the menu and he doesn't fill out like the questionnaire for the wedding planner, and so he just starts saying shit. And one of the things that he says is that he wants like beer battered fish on the menu, and, and also he says he wants the color scheme to be black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> Which, obviously, that's what I thought. But um, Elizabeth Banks was not happy. Apparently, she is not a Steelers fan. Yeah, he was. He got pretty reamed out for that. But it, sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just. It's- I can't even remember what the food thing he did wrong was. But at that point, like, I don't remember if it was then, I guess, or, or there was earlier all- scene. They were talking about their honeymoon and how she wanted to go to Mallorca and he wanted to go to Yellowstone, which, like. Shout out to national parks. I love national parks. But if someone tried to tell me that that was where we were going on our honeymoon when I want to go to Mallorca, that would be the end of that engagement, potentially. Like, maybe not, but, like, maybe. At least the way that, like, listening to them talk about it, you're like, this man does not give two shits what she wants. It's that he's like, this is a good deal because I'm an accountant. Well, okay. So one of the funniest scenes in this movie is also related to food so he wants to take her like they they're trying to make up so that they can get engaged because they get in a fight over the wedding planner stuff and obviously i mean the the, the subtext of the fight is that he wants to be with michelle williams and he's just emote not being and that they're just like not compatible people they don't have anything in common except that they both know his dad they're both rich they're both, they're both rich. Yeah, there's some both, class solidarity. They're both from money. Yeah, like, class yeah. solidarity, and they both know each other's daddies. Uh, yes, yes. But okay, so so for some reason, Justin Thoreau is like sad or whatever. So he like crashes their dinner, and he gets like he makes reservations to some 
clearly fake place called like Chez Pierre. I'd love to. Could you imagine going to a place called Chez Pierre? Let's go to Chez Pierre's, and and Justin throws like, how about we just go to this like burger joint? And and Elizabeth Banks, you know, being being the prim girl that she is, is just like, oh my god, a burger joint. How interesting. Let's go have burgers. And then they go. I want to live like common people like you. <laughs> That's very much the energy. And so she, like, so they go, and Justin Theroux's going to order, but then, like, <laughs> Michael Schwalter's just like, you know what? No, I have to assert myself. I have to be the man in the situation. And he orders, like, red wine to go with their burger. So he also orders a burger. Which is that for is, a recipe for acid reflux, first of all. He also orders a burger that is well done. So burnt. I don't eat burgers, but I don't burned is what I'm imagining there. Also, like, yeah, this place does not have wine. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Almost verbatim. <laughs> and it's just so weird because I'm supposed to believe that this guy is, like, so rich that he doesn't understand that, like, you're going to get a beer or a Coke. Like, when the lady's like, this is an ale house. An ale, ale house? house. What's like... What is an ale? First of all, rich people love beer gardens, so don't even give me that shit. No, Maybe in 2005 they didn't yet. I don't understand what kind of... <laughs> There's so much of this that I don't get. But but also in that moment, it's like... They just... It's just... What's it's a not... That's like the least sympathetic thing... I mean, maybe that's the point. I don't know. I felt like the movie was trying to be like, like it's almost hey, like movie, endearing yeah, the, that the they don't know this. And it's like, no, these people are fucking dumbasses. Well, it's like the movie has the, the energy is very much just like he's trying his best. But I don't think that he I is. I don't think that he is. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that he is. My next note that I'm getting to is just, just Justin Thoreau. So hot. <laughs> nothing else i usually don't see it but like for some reason here i could see it because he, he was a sweetie he cries at one point because he's just so sensitive and like he's not saying that to a girl trying to get them to fuck him out of pity he's saying it to a bro trying to have a bromance moment so you're like oh tender heart i love you i would give you a hug you just need a hug he just wants a friend and obviously also Alyssa thanks to be his wife, but, so, you know. I, I found myself, the confusing thing about this movie is that I'm just not sure why it exists. Yeah, that's a great question. Also, we haven't talked about the climax scene, which makes absolutely no logical sense okay, whatsoever. Well, okay. Well, okay, describe the climax scene. So, for some reason that I can't remember, Michelle Williams is, like, crashing at Elliot's house. Oh, yeah! She like she comes Why over. I I think her and Paul Rudd got in a fight, so she's like I don't know what to do, and he's like you can stay here. And then the next morning is the wedding planning meeting, so they're like oh no, like you have to hide in the bed because like she can't find you here. She won't be she being Lisa thanks won't believe that like nothing happened. Which like first of all like correct. Second of all like why didn't something happen? Third of all like what like and also really. And so she's, like, scrambling and, like, I have to put on clothes. We have to put on clothes. And as Alyssa Banks is about to, like, open the door of the apartment, he discovers that, she, like, somehow in the middle of the floor are her, like, pink lacy panties. And his 
solution in this moment to quickly get rid of the evidence is not to put them in a drawer or in his pocket, but to uh, apparently, in the flash of an eye, put them on, which is revealed in a shot later at Peter Dinklage as just a like, haha, gotcha, this guy's a weirdo. I don't know what it was going for, but it just really, at that point, I was like, wait, I'm supposed to believe he thinks that she's about to walk in, so he's going to take off his pants and his own underwear and put this underwear on so as to hide it rather than just, you know, like throwing it under the couch like a normal person. Well, you see, he is awkward and this is a comedy, which brings us to the question. Is this movie funny? No. Is it? Um, I laughed sometimes, but was I laughing with the movie? Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams is, funny, is, is funny and Justin Theroux is funny. But the movie itself, not really. And you would kind of think that, you know, the concept of this is interesting. You know, the let's look at the nice guy. And the attempted web narrative and like linkings that they have are clever, but they don't really do as much with it as they could. And like Paul Rudd is criminally underutilized, in my opinion. And I just felt like if you're going to like be poking fun of rom-com tropes you can't also be based out of other rom-com tropes for the majority of your scenes like you can't be like haha we're satirizing this while also doing exactly the same thing it doesn't really work it's no he's no christopher guest i'll just say that yeah i <laughs> i mean who is Actually, that's such a highbrow criticism. I love that, though. <laughs> the Regina Hall movie about the church that came out last year that you reviewed. It's not out yet. Oh, it's not out yet. OK. Yeah, Am I allowed movie, to talk about this? The movie is called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And it's great. Maybe. Adama Ebo. Sorry. That's the director of Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Yeah. Adama Ebo. She's amazing. She's an expert for guest. This I'm saying just, it now. now. Oh, hell. Yeah, that's such high praise. Everyone should see it. I've already done, like, I did, like, a short review of it for, um, I think it was Little White Lies, but I would love to do an interview and just talk to the director about it because it's so great. But, yeah, this is kind of a, a limp deconstruction, and I almost feel like we should do They Came Together because, you know, it comes out later, and it's kind of like playing on rom-com tropes as well. It, what's interesting is that men believe that they know what is absurd about rom-coms. And, and they don't. They really don't. Like, like, so this is like men, they think that they're smart, not as smart not as, as smart. they think they are. I think that the reason why, you know, I mean, uh, aside from the fact that it comes out much later, I think the reason why The Big Sick is like a so much better version of a rom-com is not just because it's like, it's like playing it straight, like it's a straight rom-com. But it's also just like Michael Schwalter realized that he works better with sincerity than he does mm. with snark. Snark is not his thing. Which, I like, think frankly, I think most people that. do. You have to be very clever to do snark without it just being mean. You have to be kind also. And I don't think he had the kindness here. It was like, I don't know where yeah, he, it's, what it's place. Very, it's a very juvenile movie. Yes, it is. It, that's exactly the right word for it. I'm trying to think of who, like, <laughs> does, I was going to say, Larry David's good at snark. Does he come at it with kindness or is he just when, you know, I've been, Jewish? I've been, I'm Jewish. I binged all of Curb Your Enthusiasm recently. And the thing that I like really thought about because like people talk about how you know it's awkward and Larry David you know he's playing an asshole and like all of this stuff but when you really watch it like he's really doing his best like he's really he really 
seem to care about people. Right. Keeps on <clears throat> fucking up. Right. And like in this, the Baxter, like this guy cares about people, but only in the most superficial way. There, like we thought, there's no sincerity outside of Michelle Williams and Justin Thoreau. And if there's no sincerity, there's just nothing to grab onto. Like, look, bitches love pathos. Pathos, I never know. Whatever it is. Pathos, pathos, pathos all those things. We just love to feel. That's what movies should do. Movies should make us IMO. feel IMO. Yeah, and this mostly just made me feel nothing. It, it made, made me feel, like, cringe, and then, like, I would just kind of, like, when you first brought up the fast food scene, I was like, I have no memory of this. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the wine. But, like, that's kind of how I feel about the whole movie. It's already just washing away, like, a, I don't know where, some, you know. Some sand on a beach. It's just, it's flying away. It's, it's just, it'll it's dissolve away. like ink on a receipt that you leave in your pocket. And <laughs> it just gets rubbed between your pocket and the pants until the ink all disappears. I don't know if that's a producer Beauti- specific issue. Pocket. You guys shouldn't leave receipts in your pocket because it will erase the numbers. If that's a concern for you. <laughs> it's a concern for me all Most the time. Important, important advice from Caroline Conrad. <laughs> so i would say don't watch this don't bother watch dick instead (laughs) dick is great don't quote me out of context on that dick the 1999 movie is great my movie is great um no comment on the other kind of dick in general and very strong dislike on dick cheney yeah. More on that later. I was going to try to... I really need to rewatch They Came Together because I need to figure out if it's a better movie than this. And Should we then, watch it for an episode? Yeah, we might watch it just to figure out because, yeah, I would say, yeah, just watch Dick. Or mm-hmm. if you want to watch another Michael Schwalter movie, just watch The Big Sick again. You know, it's it's sweet. It made me cry. I don't know. But my heart has hardened since then, so I don't mm. know if it would make or, me cry again. Or any Kelly Reichardt movie... <laughs> well, now we're just it's a different out. vibe but now if you want michelle williams it's i'm i have a theme a thread michelle yes, williams do. she's a michelle she's williams. a michelle williams muse yeah. michelle williams is her muse whatever she's in a lot of her movies check them out they're great yeah very should. different vibe you absolutely should. If you're into rom-coms you'll love wendy and lucy <laughs> yes no <Nope. Yeah. laughs> you're really nope. gonna i'm just lying i'm just lying angry email. Why did you tell it's a beautiful it? movie it is it is a beautiful movie. It's 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 a tough one. But it's though. not a rom com. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. But Dick is great. Also, it's Michelle Williams or Elizabeth Banks in Drop Dead Gorgeous, or am I just associating because I think of Kristen Kristen Dunst in Dick and then also in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Also great, great comedy. Drop Dead Gorgeous has a lot of white girls in it, but I don't know. Amy if Adams it has is in it. Yeah, I see Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards. Yes. Brittany Murphy, Amy Adams. Oh, R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Man. What a fucking talent. Yes. No, Truly, no. I, I'm just going to riff a little bit. Oh, no, am I going to cry? Probably not. I just think Brittany Murphy is such a, was such a unique actor. And so many, like, she had such a presence and like her face was so expressive and like I don't know I just I watched a documentary about her recently and then watched which like it it starts to do okay but it could have dug a lot more I think and just spent more time focusing on her career and her as a person but like Coolest was one of you know the 12 movies I owned growing up and I watched it a billion times and like Brittany Murphy man we will we will talk about Brittany Murphy there is an episode that I'm saving up 
that has Britney oh boy. in it. So that we'll Is it Uptown about. Girl? Well, now you just ruined the surprise. Oh, my God. Was I right? Yes, of course. Hell yeah. Girls. Yeah, of Fuck yeah. I mean, of course, uh, it's going to be an episode about how great it is, not about how bad it is. <laughs> it's hell yeah. one of those episodes. That's, I'm thrilled already. Sorry well, I ruined the surprise. So until then, this is the Bad Romance Podcast. We are on the Stitcher. We're on the Apple Podcast. We're on Spotify. Our theme song is by Clutch Douglas. Caroline is my new co-host. Obviously, she's great. <laughs> I love her. Please don't be mean about my lisp. I'm very <laughs> self-conscious about it because a girl bullied me about it in seventh grade. And up until that point, I was not aware that I had a lisp. So it was a real, you know, I mind love, fuck. I love your lisp. I really Thank do. you. I, I, I adore it. So take care of yourself. Drink water. Put some bug spray on. To use some sunscreen. Please. SPF on that face every day. Please. And do I'm I do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, what I'm I going, tell. I'm going to LA and hopefully I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to LA tomorrow. So we're oh recording this like right before. Yeah. <sighs> Truly, really impressive. Be recording right before you leave. Yes. yes I'm normally scrambling to pack. I mean, my, my bed is a mess. It's just full of shit. But this is a new era for me, a new era for the podcast, a new era for my skin, which is breaking out. And I don't know if it's because of all of the tattoos that I've gotten <laughs> this year. I'm going to figure it out. We're all going to figure it out. And we'll see you next episode. I'm Jordane Searles. I'm Caroline Conrad. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up. Back it up. Let's dump this truck. Find a secret spot to watch the sun